0: Welcome back, Dog Nation. I hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. This is Cheeto Teguye, and with me as always is Keegan Chanel. This is clean, old-fashioned hate week, and you already know, this is Dog
1: So Keegan, how was your Thanksgiving, bro? Did you eat good? Yeah, man, it was good. Got a little crowd in. The whole family couldn't make it, but it was still a nice little showing, and we had a good time. Watched some football. Watched the Falcons lay
0: an egg. Uh, yeah, How was, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> was your... Yeah, it was good, man. We were gonna go to Atlanta. Ended up staying here, just kind of low key, which is nice. I know a lot of people kind of stress over the holidays seeing everybody, but I love a good low-key holiday. Um, so as far as food, like any, did you have your favorites or what do you guys normally have? Like what's the go-to for you on Thanksgiving?
1: Well, you know, I'm I'm a turkey gobbler, but uh, when it comes to favorite dishes outside of mac and cheese, I got to go with the potato soup way. I don't know uh, what my buddy Joey was
0: doing or thinking when he made it, but it was
1: fire. It was quite delicious. What about you, man? I'm
0: I'm turkey, too. I know a lot of people are kind of switching from that, but me, I'm kind of OCD, so I baste the turkey literally, like, every hour, (laughs) you know, like, after it's been in there, so my junk stays moist, Uh, but, you know, after that, you know, I'm a classic type of dude, dressing, stuffing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Sweet potato casserole is one of my new favorites. Uh, and then, you know, we got, we got some Africans out here in the house. So my mom makes, you know, uh, a Zambian traditional meal uh, in Shima. And the meal actually goes really good with gravy normally. So throwing it in there with the gravy on Thanksgiving just makes it like a perfect little dish, a little a little African twist to it. So it was solid. I ate so good. And I'm actually going to grab some leftovers as soon as we get done here. So you know how it goes.
1: Hey man, that sounds too good. I'm um... I'm kind of jealous. I am about to try that.
0: It's legit. It's legit. And, again, Dog Nation, I hope you guys had a, a great Thanksgiving. Uh, had a lot to be thankful for. Got another win. Uh, we were officially at 10 wins on the season after our win over Texas A&M. Uh, now, we did talk about this being a, a resume builder. Uh, and, you know, while 19-13 to 13 is not a super sexy score by any means, mm-hmm. uh, there were some good things in the game, and there were some not good things. Um, Keegan, what what did you like that you saw from Texas A and M coming into Athens and you know, what did you, you know, maybe not like so much?
1: Leading into the game, I know we talked a good bit about, you know, this is our first matchup in the SEC for football versus Texas A and M and it was kind of, you know, we knew it was gonna be rainy, so I feel like we kind of predicted that it'd be kind of sluggish. Um hope we were hoping to have our offense click in a little bit more. That did not happen. Um I think we really kind of struggled on offense. We we couldn't really get deep down the field like we needed to. We kicked a bunch of field goals. Jake Fromm was right under 50% passing. Um, but we we got to win. We got to win. Uh, we kept Texas A&M um, to one-yard rushing, kept them very one-dimensional. Um, the defense overall was quite dominant. You know, I, I like that we – we're able to do what we did on defense, but we got to get better at putting these teams away. We had control of the game. We had, you know, every chance to beat them thirty-five to ten or something, and you know, we we just couldn't put them away like we like I would like to see. So that was kind of like my overall takeaway. I mean, I'm I'm sure you could add something to that, but.
0: uh yeah, definitely going gonna, definitely gonna to add to that, but, but you're right. What, what we're starting to see is like this movie script over and over again. You know, come out swinging, do a pretty good job, uh, you know, have a pretty good lead, and then it's like we leave. The offense cannot convert on third down, and we're leaving the defense out there to get tired, to give these teams opportunities to come back. I don't like that. I don't like the movie, and if I don't like the movie, I'm not going to go see it again. So I'm kind of getting tired of it myself, um, but there were some good things as well. Uh, like you mentioned, I checked the stat. We actually held Texas A&M to negative one rushing yards, no which is which is their worst output since 2009. So again, for the people who may kind of be in doubt of, about or may not really understand how good this defense is, when you hold a team to something that they haven't done—a negative stat—in the decade. That's saying something. So, so, again, our defense came in like we, like we thought we would, held, held the rushing game, I mean, to negative. Now, we did kind of talk about how the weather was going to impact them, and it did work in our favor. Their passing game took a step back, and then the rushing, obviously, which we talked about. But I also felt like I did see some improvements going back and watching, uh, like, highlights of the game, especially from Coley. Now, what I mean by that is play calls from the passing game as well as the running game. So there were more plays where we took shots on the outside, really probed the defense downfield. And even with the running game, uh, like one of the last drives, or the last drive of the game, it was a third and one. And we know kind of how bad we've been on short yardage situations in the recent, uh, recent past. So instead of running in between the tackles, Coley calls a play where he, it's like a toss sweep out to Swift, and it goes yeah. for, I think, like 20, 23 yards. And it's simple things like that that I want to see. Now, obviously the scoreboard wasn't lit up, but it wasn't Coley to blame in this game. It was more execution, and you mentioned Jake Fromm and his struggles, and we are just going to have to, you know. Look, not looking too far ahead, but when it comes to LSU, we're going to have to have a good game plan and execute it. That's the only way we're going to be successful in a championship type of environment. So, um, but other than that, Swift did rush for 100-plus yards on 18 carries, and Rodrigo obviously saved us with his four field goals. So not the best game, but, again, it's a win, and right now that's all we're looking to do as we get towards the SEC championship. And with that win, we did remain number four in the college uh, football playoff rankings. The only change of real significance was Ohio State jumped LSU and then Clinton and then UGA. Did you have any kind of opinion on the rankings, or are you even concerned with that right now?
1: I mean, I feel, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. What's interesting is, the you know, Ohio State has two games that they could potentially lose. Um, Of course, we have to play LSU. Bama's got to play Auburn. I mean, obviously, we have to win out. So, got to win out. (laughs) Got to freaking win. But in the day, you know, we don't know what the ultimate vote is going to look like. And I think until we're on that day, we got to kind of take a step back, take a breather, focus on, you know, the day, one day at a time, get better where we can. And as fans, you know, just not get. Too over you know I mean shoot this is supposed to be fun. Like part of being a fan is to have fun. Like yeah some people decide that they're gonna make <laughs> everything in their lives good so they're gonna take Georgia football and let it ruin it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta have fun with it. So at the end of the day we can't create a bunch of stress where there doesn't need stress. Right now we're exactly where we need to be, just gotta beat L S U. We have a great defense. Our offense, you know, still needs improvement. But I think this week coming up versus Tech is an excellent opportunity to, for me. What I want to see is the offense clicking on all cylinders. What does that mean for me? I want to see, you know, Coley, like you said, continue to call these plays where we're having the ability to spread the ball out. You know, having um, Jake Fromm, you know, step up a little bit and, you know, work on his touch. You know, he's gotta work on such he has the arm. That's not the issue. He's got accuracy half, most of the time, but on these deep balls he really hasn't developed that yet. And you know, I'm hoping it's kinda of like a three point shot. A lot of the you know, the greats, they're 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 really good in the league their first couple of years, but what made Jordan great, what's making LeBron great, what's making all these you know, a lot of these NBA guys kinda of transitions. I saw uh Ben Simmons to the three the other day. You know, it's developing that long ball. And I think that that's what Jake Fromm has to do. If he's going to be an NFL quarterback, if he's going to, you know, do what he wants to do in his own career and his own, you know, football path and to help this team go to the next level, he's got to be able to make some of these, you know, passes down the field because when everyone just goes in a man and bunches up, you can't, you know, it's, it's killing our short passing game. So we're going to have to be able to do that. So I just want to see the offense click on all cylinders. We have way too much talent. You know, all, every, all the pieces are there. Like you said, it's execution. So I think that that is our, uh, you know, our, just our next step as a team. And that's what I'm more concerned about. And I know that that's probably
0: what Kirby Smart's more concerned about. But at the end of the day, let's just have fun and let's do it. Yeah, this is definitely going to be uh, need to be a tune-up game. Now, going into clean old-fashioned hate week, um, for us, this needs to be, again, a tune-up address reho- rehearsal because our next two games are going to be in Atlanta. So this is a great opportunity to kind of, you know, get used to being in the city uh, and taking away the distractions and focus on the games that we have uh, from the smallest game to the biggest game. Now, on the season, Georgia Tech is a, a really unimpressive 3-8 and eight. Um, but they did have a big win early on in the season over Miami. Now looking back, Miami was three and three at the time, and Tech was one and five, and their records. They're both pretty unimpressive teams now. But they did win that game. Uh, but they also recently took a pretty heavy drumming uh, to Georgia Tech. They lost that game forty-five to zero. And then going back to the Miami game, they had a fake punt and a fumble recovery in the end zone for a touchdown. So. You do that in almost any game. and you doing? Forty-five to zero. You said Georgia Tech. Sorry, Virginia Tech. Excuse me. They lost forty-five to zero to Virginia Tech. Got gotcha. um, But anyways, when you have plays like that in a game, you're gonna win those games. So well, it's Clinton, not as impressive as it
1: could. Clemson drubbed them too, you know. So that's like so yeah. another thing just to consider. Like we have, you know, it's like you got all these measuring stick games. Anytime I'm trying to do like any kind of analysis, I would look at the measuring stick games. So it's like who are the common opponents? Who are the you know what? What what kind of things like that can you look at and kind of get some sort of gauge? I mean, the matchups are always going to be different, so you're never going to be quite certain. And the teams that are in the earlier of the season are not the same teams later on because you know teams get better, teams get worse, players get hurt, players get healed. <laughs> so you know all that kind of stuff plays into effect. But you know Clemson put a drubbing on them, fifty-two fourteen. I feel like if we're gonna, you know. I think this is a great chance for us to make another statement, dominate, and really just get that momentum and get the offense clicking on all cylinders. So I think that's like, as the you know as the storylines for media for the media goes, like that's what I'm kind of looking at and really hoping we can you know, see happen.
0: Yeah, it's robbery. It's robbery week, so anything can happen. Uh, but again, we need to take care of business. Um, and you know, looking at tech. Again, very unimpressive this year, but there are, you know, we're looking at a different team. This is not the Tech of old. They have a new coach. Uh, Paul Johnson is gone. Um, uh, Collins, Collins, I believe his last name is, the new head coach. Um, So there are definitely some differences and some similarities to this Tech team than ones we've seen in recent years. So, you know, they're, they're famous for, or infamous for, you know, the triple option and really, (laughs) <laughs> For Georgia fans, we worry about, about chop blocks going into this game. So the difference that they have this year is that they've really just moved the triple option back into shotgun formation. So, you yeah. know, it'll be the quarterback back there with one running back, two running backs, and they'll run triple option uh, that way. Now, their best playmakers on offense are freshmen, so that gives me a little bit of, you know, optimism that they'll probably struggle against our defense. But their quarterback now, James Graham, he is a true dual-threat quarterback. And I mean that, like, obviously they're going to run the ball with their quarterback. They're still Georgia Tech in that sense. But I won't call them a threat, but they will throw the ball. They're already back there in shotgun, and the kid can at least, you know, make you have to pay attention. You can't just stuff the box and, and eat them up. Like, they're, they'll throw the ball a little bit, and then they claim that they're, one of their freshman wide receivers, Amari and Brown, again, I saw some information on one of the text text pages. They think the kid is a Tyreek Hill type of game changer, uh, game-breaking speed. I will reserve my judgment on any college wide receiver being called Tyreek Hill, but that's what they claim, so I guess we'll find out. Um, But, you know, as far as our record going into Bobby Dodd Stadium, they've lost nine straight at home against the Bulldogs, so um, not super concerned, and Tech is three and fifteen um, against the dogs since two thousand one. So we've definitely owned this rivalry. Rivalry, I always do that, and we ru- we run this state, and we have for quite some time. So again, I expect it to be a bit of a beatdown. From um, a stats guys, Virginia Tech and NC State both rush for two hundred and thirty yards plus on Tech, and with that being said, they are one nineteen in the nation in run defense. So that's going to be an area that we can definitely exploit. And as far as their offense, while they are dual threat and you expect that to be, you know, pretty balanced to the air and on the ground, the offense is actually ranked 122nd in the nation, only averaging 17.5 points per game. So, so again, our defense should feast, our offensive line and our run game should feast. So, again, I want to see – like you talked about, I want to see Jake start working on his long ball, his three ball. Yeah, and that's what it's gonna, and that's what it's gonna have to be if we want to be successful the following week at LSU. Absolutely,
1: yeah. I think that you know those are the things we should watch. And then like just going in a little bit more on uh, thing I think James Graham. I think his name? Oh, I'll James go. Brown, the quarterback. James yeah, Brown, the quarterback. Graham. Yeah, you know he was a, a straight up. Stud in high school, four-star recruit coming in. He was, uh, I think, the 38th player in the state. I mean, he's you know he's one of the better players. They definitely picked up a stud. So I feel like you know it's a it's a good test we've done well so far against mobile QBs. So I think that's a, a benefit for us. I know the weather's just a little bit better. That'll help us you know get the ball moving. And it's and, you know as far as storylines goes, it's going to be interesting to see you know Texas first go run, you know, go with, uh, you know, the new coach. And for Tech fans, I mean, let's be honest. If you're a Tech fan, you're not looking at national championship conversations year to year. So what do you have to hang your hat on? Well, this game. This game. Yeah. So this is the biggest game of the season for them. It probably will be for the next couple of years, you know, until Tech can get enough momentum and recruits to move forward. So. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, I think we'll, we'll show up and we'll do what we need to do with that said. I guess you have a, a game prediction,
0: sir? Yeah. Um, before I make a prediction here, which I, I feel pretty good about it, um, you know, some other things I did want to see before LSU, um, you know, I, I want to see a little bit more James Cook. Uh, I also want to mention Lawrence Cager and his injury uh, is really a big – blow to an already struggling wide receiver core. So, I mean, I think Demetrius Robinson has to be more involved. He, he was he was kind of used as a decoy in Texas A&M, just kind of on jet sweeps and stuff, not really getting the ball. I need to see him be targeted in the game. We've got to start converting third downs because, again, the game plan going to LSU is, like, we, we have to hold – the ball, whole possession to keep Joe Burrow and that offense off the field. So we have to convert on third down. And all this, I love Rodrigo, but all these field goals, it's got to stop. We've got to be able to punch it into the end zone. So I want to see touchdowns. right? Long, sustained drives and touchdowns at the end of them. Now, if your wide receivers can't get it done, let's get the tight ends involved too. I mean, our, our our tight ends have already proven, I think, that they are more than capable to be involved in the passing game why we refuse to kind of go at that a little bit more. I'm not really sure, but, I mean, it's just going to be necessary. And then also, we want to get out of Georgia. We want to get out of Atlanta um, this week with um, no more major injuries. We have to be healthy going into this part of the season. We've been relatively lucky. Losing a top wide receiver is hard, but it's better than losing a quarterback or, you know, some other, uh, you know, super important position on the field. So, we need to get out healthy. And with that being said, um, I don't think Georgia Tech's really going to be ready for the defense that's coming to Bobby Dodd. So I'll give them six points. field goals, No touchdowns for them. And I'm really hoping our offense can open it up just a little bit and that we can put 35 points on the board. So 35-6, dogs on top.
1: Hey, dogs on top. Um. That said, I'm gonna go with Georgia winning. I think I think I think we'll pick one bias and uh but to be honest, I think that we'll end up winning fifty six to seven. Ooh,
0: going going with that big score.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I right, I'll take it, man. It'd be a great tune up going into L S U and then obviously we'll get there when when we get there, but You know, it'd be nice to kind of put one on Georgia Tech and just remind them because you got a new coach. (laughs) Don't mean nothing. We're on a roll right now and you will not get (laughs) my (laughs)
1: way. Amen. That's right.
0: Well, go, (laughs) (laughs) dogs.
1: Well, shoot, man. Are you
0: you feeling good? I'm feeling great about it, bro. Uh, you, You know,. Football season's almost over, so let's enjoy these last wins and let's see if we can
1: squeeze into the playoff here, man. Yeah, I, I think we got it. I think we got it. Well, I guess we'll get back to you guys next week, hopefully with a big victory in mind and some LSU prep. So, uh, go dogs. Be safe, and you know, do something fun this weekend.
0: <laughs> go dogs, as always, guys. Yeah. Off the leash. Off the leash.
1: In the state of Georgia. Yeah, dirty words, dirty birds. It's mean in this dirty South. You ever disrespect it and we'll clean out your dirty mouth? Bulldogs clocking. These lookout boys is hawking. You gotta be brave in the state of Georgia. I got
0: five Georgia homes where I rest my Georgia bones.